0: This is illustrious Michael K East. <laughs> back again. Hey, my name is Jordan Lowe.
1: Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Ah. what
2: episode Sup? is this? What? Where are we? Two.
3: Hey, I tell you what, we are we are getting dangerously close to 300 episodes.
2: We, we are oh closing gosh. in on the big 300.
3: I actually, I, I made a note to myself the other day, and I forgot to bring that notebook home. About like, hey, are, are we planning something special? What what's the deal here, guys? <laughs> we suddenly it crept up on us pretty pretty quickly this time.
2: I've been working on it.
3: Okay,
1: good, <laughs> good, good. Wow, that sounds mischief. <laughs> oh, uh, there's one. Um, yep. We we definitely we haven't been working on something like that we've definitely been working on watching a bunch of tv
0: what in the good lord is going on
1: nothing they're
0: just some fellas i play car pranks with the worst thing about prison was the was the
2: dementors nobody exists on purpose nobody belongs anywhere everybody's gonna die
1: there are no strings on me
0: so if you want to make more money and uh keep the money that you make Better call Saul. He looks like a panda, and a Disney princess had a baby.
2: Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Randall!
0: Yeah, here. Okay, stay in the room. First, I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men.
1: And I know men. You guys, look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum curtain good joke so uh, yeah
3: yeah that's for sure
2: and you think with the olympics going on things would kind of slow down there wouldn't be as much to watch but
1: uh, it seems like as busy as ever yeah there's there's so much on like i can't keep up with everything and but i am definitely a lot of time is eaten up with the I'm very invested in, in Big Brother. That's the word I would use. Like, I'm entrenched. Yeah, I watch the. It's almost an afterthought to watch the episodes, but. Yeah. I had that thought when I
2: was watching one of the things. I'm like, the real fans have already seen all this stuff. Yeah. You're just getting. The, the, the hours only, are basically just recaps if you've been watching all these live.
1: Films. Well, it's not totally true because what you don't get is the competitions. You don't see those on the live feeds. They show show cats on the screen or something, you know, or, you know, they don't let you see that stuff and you don't get the diary rooms. You don't get supposedly what they're really thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, so. So there is that and you kind of want you watch to try to see if they are uh, showing the same story that is really happening because sometimes they can't even do it. And this season in particular is like so insane. What's going on in there? How fast it's moving! And they're doing a good enough job on the show, so I'm—I don't—not I'm really complaining about that. But anyway, but I also listen to you know the people talking about it, and usually when I watch it, I'm watching with a bunch of other people and some watch party thing, and you hmm. know, so like I've been watching it right here the whole time we've been saying you know it's all it's got the live feeds going right now but uh anyway jordan you've been watching a little bit of keeping up with the episodes maybe uh
2: here and there flipping like in the com- if baseball game goes a commercial i'll flip over and launch yeah. and then i watched the live eviction or whatever that was the
0: other night
1: yeah we uh i i can go into a bunch of details but it's a very good season like it, there there is a for the for the fans of the show to you know you're watching live feeds and stuff there is tons of really good people at the game there are fans in there that know what they're doing and they are battling it out struggling for every inch they can get like they'll try try to get this person and people are being pulled so back the, and forth so then
2: why are all these first few people that have been kicked out so terrible at it.
1: They're they are call, <laughs> calling them out. They're 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 getting you know the terrible people are falling out of the game as it's happening.
2: I gotta tell you, I I a oh, little went a long way with Frenchie P. Tramp.
1: They rode him as hard as they could because they knew he wasn't gonna get out be in the game very long. Like they, I I was so happy for that guy to walk out the door. <laughs> and, like, a, and same thing I, with the next guy.
2: I've spent my whole life around rednecks and rural folks. This guy was a farmer. I don't know anyone who talks like that.
1: No. Every it's, time uh, it's he was put in, on uh, on the live every, feeds, he did not talk oh, like that. Oh,
2: dag on, man! With when the roosters crow, man, you got to put your boots on and get them muddy, y'all. Like it was it, like he he only spoke. It was like the most generic, like southern caricature it's like that's no what, one talks like that. That's Stop what
1: the it. episodes are. That's what the diary room is. They want them to play that stuff. He didn't even have an accent in the house every day. <laughs> it's just so put on. He's trying to make good TV and what he thinks, and that you know.
2: Because the mules ain't kicking and the wheels <laughs> ain't spinning, my boy. Like it was everything he said was just a ridiculous nonsense. It
1: was yeah, it's
0: stupid. And then, then it sounds like Ronald like, P. P. Trump needs to sue
2: it was he was taking your shtick
1: they did did have an episode uh, last week I thought was pretty good at showing the strategy where they were throwing competitions to people and and, uh, or like working together against that one girl and you know just they were doing a good job of explaining some uh, at least the top surface of some of the strategies going on by these people to you know you know manipulate the game and it's it's a really really good season
2: yeah, but it just seems complicated especially these early games where like i'm in an alliance with 14 other people so i can't i can't vote for any of these people or the two people in my team and your team and their team it's like what yeah. are you even supposed to do well
1: those those teams that they assigned them to or whatever that they picked at the first episode uh, that will all end next week so is that, that new? Is
2: that a new wrinkle? Have they ever done that
1: before? Every, every year there's a wrinkle that lasts about three weeks. Okay. So that's that's the one. Yeah, they had teams in season 14, but I like it because it it helps stop a huge alliance from really being formed because you have to go after these other teams. So so far it's worked, but it'll end next week. Is, really, uh,
3: is Julie Chen still the host?
1: Julie. Chen Moonves, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. She, she has a little proverb at the end of every episode that never makes any sense, <laughs> but, uh, she, uh, Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. You had mentioned that Whitney girl, we were talking about her Sandy hook denier status. She had another great racially insensitive comment the other day. I wanted to catch up with great. So she was laying somewhere and Derek X, was laying there with her, the guy with the glasses, Asian guy, and he lays down there and she, and she says, she said, like, close your leg. I want you to close your legs. Like, well, it wasn't like he was pressed up against her. And was, she goes, I want you close your legs. I don't want to feel your egg roll. <laughs> and, and that, uh, Xavier guy was like, uh, you need to apologize and she was not having it like she did not she thought it was hilarious and what you know she's just she's awful
2: that dare guy actually seems really smart and like
1: he is not a fan of the show and he he, can destroy that whole house if they don't he's he's a lot of people's favorite everybody likes tiffany because she is a huge fan and is great and he is not was never a fan of the show but he's a natural as far as knowing being smart and knowing how to work the numbers and everything. Plus you have Kylan is, is really good at it. And Christian is a phenomenon at, at physical challenges. Like, honestly, I don't expect him to last very long because he's just there. will want him out. Xavier is very smart. The lawyer. uh What's her name? Hannah, the 21 year old girl is a huge fan and she's super smart. She was like the one that, Graduated from college early and all this, and it's just like there's a real bunch of wow. Re- so that uh, Sarah Beth is really great. The who, girl whose dad died of COVID. It's just like they're all great players, and so it will be. They, it will be a hard-earned win, and I'm I'm glad to get a good pure season here. So.
2: And to immediately get rid of that lunkhead, the Brent or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they
2: were, that was so. I felt almost bad for him. Like, yeah. and I know it's edited that way, but it was just like, no way they're taking me out. I got the numbers, and like they kept cutting to people conspiring against him. It was a whole thing all week. He can't be week. a pawn, physically, mentally. No, I'm not emotionally. A pawn. He's no pawn. I'm it's no like, pawn. dude, get out of here.
1: Exactly. They, I think he deserved it. We made it the whole week until one day before eviction. He still did not know that he. He thought for sure he was. He was going to look at Xavier and right before they read who was out and say checkmate (laughs) and then get voted out but but freaking smoking joe fraser's son is an idiot and went and told him and then yeah of course they saw in the episode they they other people let stuff slip but he basically just told him so he knew so he ruined the blind side so that that guy is dead to me who told him anyway (laughs) enough big brother it's a great season
3: well, I uh my my big thing I've been waiting on for what feels like 2 years, I guess now since PowerCon 2019 uh when Kevin Smith announced the the big master Cliff,
0: what? You have the power. By the power of Grayskull.
3: I feel the power. I felt the power in these five first episodes. What's
1: those... the other half supposed to come out? Oh, uh, I don't know yet. On. Yeah.
3: We're talking about Masters of the Universe. Revelation came out on Netflix. Um, I stayed
1: up that night. I was up. Hmm. Lit, you know, I worked midnight. So that night I was off and I, I just went and stayed up. And I hate when this happens, like. You know something's supposed to come out at a certain time, and Netflix will, Netflix will not have it. I will like shut everything off, turn it back on, and I don't have it. Other people are watching it. it oh. Really That's happened to me more than once because you, you know, were trying to right watch it like right at
3: three a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it took me. I I finally went on Nick's profile, and it was on there. It makes the I algorithm. Have... The algorithm's out to get you.
3: <laughs> it is. Um, I watched it that. You know, of hours yeah. later after you, but I had trouble finding it. Yeah, I did too.
1: I I freaked, I I freaked out. I
0: yeah, because I was <laughs> like, you guys were all you guys were all talking about it, and I was like, that's all I want to do. I want to sit I down, eat, and watch out. this cartoon. And yeah. I couldn't find it, and I was like.
3: Oh, it's Masters. It's not He-Man. <laughs> well, I, no, I I was searching for Masters of the Universe, yeah. and like I was getting yeah. a Grey Skull documentary, yep. and yep. And, sh- and some other stuff. The She-Ra uh, show that they had done. Previously on Netflix, and like it did not come up, and I had to I had to really search through there to find it. Like, yeah, I, that's the that, only
1: reason I bring that up is because that's happened to me multiple times, and I want so anyone out there listening, you're not crazy when this, it's not just you. The algorithm will mm-hmm. screw you. They, you know, you gotta just stick with it. You'll find it. It'll pop up.
3: So anyway, anyways, yeah, Powerhouse Animation Studios. This um this was the studio that did the uh, Castlevania series for Netflix yeah. that everybody raved about the animation for. Yeah. And I thought the animation on this series was great. Um, yes. you know, especially cause you know, I'm a fan, but, uh, for me, um, it's not a show. I really went back a whole lot over the years and rewatched or anything like, it's more like, I just have memories of it being on every afternoon, Um, and of course, you know, I, I had, I wasn't, my parents were, were early purchasers when the, when the line came out before the cart, the year before the cartoon, um, because I, I have vivid memories, you know, the, the canon for that universe has always been screwed up and there's always been multiple versions because the figures came out the year before with the mini comics that had one story. Then the cartoon came out with a totally different story, um, storyline and origin and everything. And then, you know, uh, 20, uh, 20 years ago when the 2000X series came out, the first redo, which was a really good cartoon. Um, they kind of they mixed and matched and added to it um, of what they wanted to. And then now we have this Revelation thing come out. And not to mention, there's another He-Man series coming out on Netflix that's going to be um, more computer style and CGI animation geared towards little kids again that has a completely different design. Um, So, but this was Kevin Smith's, you know, they legally did not have any connection to the Filmation series, but it was kind of Michael. I think Michael would describe it and correct me if I'm wrong as a love letter to the filmation series,
0: correct, <laughs> and the toy line,
3: and especially the I, toy line.
0: I am shocked at how accurately because usually, like when it like they do an animation, it doesn't look exactly like the toy and vice versa. Yeah. So there's always like minor changes, but which it didn't. These legitimately looked exactly like the toys that you bought, and like, but it worked. Like they. Just like the, um, that stupid sky cycle, like how you would like, cause his hands were like this. Yeah. They would stick on the end. And Mm -hmm. when you watch them like riding that, that's exactly what they did. That's right. Like I, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome.
3: I like the fact that in, in the first five episodes that we have out now, they used several characters that were action figures that some of them I owned, um, that never made it. They came out in like 86. 87 and the very end of the toy line after the filmation show had already been had ended and they had moved on to She-Ra and that so we got some characters that played big roles in this show that we never got in animation before you know we talked about Stinkor before you know and we talked um, Scareglow was is like a cult has like a cult following for that figure um but it was never in the show. And Clamp Champ, I was, you can go on and on with these, you know, they, they made a point to feature some characters that had never gotten a showcase before.
0: Yeah. I was surprised though, that one He-Man co-star wasn't in there, um, which I'm forgetting his name.
3: Well, there were several. Was it,
0: was it Ram Man or? Ram Man
3: was not in this, uh, at least not Yeah. Yet. That was the
0: one that I was surprised that didn't show up.
3: Yeah. We got no Zodak, no Buzz Off, no Mechaneck. Um, yeah, yeah, but
0: Zodiac, you kinda with the when we went to uh, Preetoria, the one like whoever that one guy was in the background, okay. he had like the Zodiac Zodiac yeah. crest.
3: So that is a character that came about. Um, <laughs> we've never really talked about this. So is this the is this, this is the Wonder the, Bread He Man? Yes, that that is the inspiration for this character. It turns out there never was a Wonder Bread He Man. There was a mail away figure you could get that was. It's more commonly referred to as Savage He Man now. Um, but he, he was just a, a brown haired He Man that did not have the accessories. Uh, he came, you know, people kind of paired him up with the black Zodak, um, harness that came out of the weapons pack, I believe. But it had this whole mythology of distant memories and like, um, what do you call that? Uh, what a Mandela Ma- Mandela effect, Michael? That people remembered it one way, but it turns out it.
1: Probably... I was just out digging in my yard, and yeah. there he was. <laughs> he was yes. well so
0: so generic man. So
3: a few uh, several years back, um, they came out with a series of MoTu figures. that were called MoTu Classics, and they were mostly based on. The anime, a lot of it was filmation animation versions that we never got in it, that exact look um, from the cartoon, and uh, they they put out a figure and they named him Wondar, after <laughs> designed after the Wonder Bread He-Man mythology. So that was that character. That was Wondar um, in that scene with Vicor and uh, King Gray Skull. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's what that was. So. Um, I,
2: I loved it. You guys, yeah, you guys don't seem as upset as some of the people I saw online. Oh, there's
1: all... it's we're not crying. It's the same crowd... It is. ...that's upset about everything. <laughs> hey, you know? we grew, we we're grew the up. Cance- we're the people that are canceling stuff. Give me a break. I don't even get it. Like, that... I don't know. I, I told you guys, you know, I, I had finished it that morning, and I said, you know... I'm not even a Motu guy like I, whatever about Motu. I remember them, but I was too old for them. And then it's like, this was fantastic. I don't know. I I get that, you know, there was a bigger chance a fan would be upset, but I just went in it for the story and the animation. And I thought that was great. And it had an eighties feel to it, Mm -hmm. but looked great. And it was, it worked for kids and adults I, and the story was great. I I just I had a great a great first episode, a great ending, <laughs> a great. I loved the the character they followed through it. I yeah. love I loved, I loved uh, um, Evelyn. I lo- I mean, it was just great. Everything.
3: I could not. I honestly, I was very surprised by the amount because I belong to a lot of fan groups and some collector groups and Facebook type stuff. You know, and you get your riff through that but I could not believe the outpouring of hatred towards this. How dare they spoilers for everybody. If you haven't watched it, how dare they kill off he-man and Skeletor and how dare they make this about Tila and her lesbian haircut and all, just this bleh. And I saw I... this, I saw this amazing, amazing, um, uh, in an article I read little blurb, and somebody i should have wrote down who the author was but they wrote M- masters of the universe revelation grew up and but the fans didn't <laughs> yeah and i thought well that pretty much nails it right there for me that that says everything i'm thinking so
0: i cut my teeth on the death of optimus prime so i it didn't hurt me at all when Adam didn't die once, but twice or yeah. whatever.
2: And, and but- I meant to send that to you. There, there. the there's previews. I just got. There's one of those reaction figures, like the retro-looking figures mm-hmm. of dead Optimus Prime.
0: <laughs> Is he gray? It's
2: a, it's a black and white Optimus Prime with his chest oh. open, <sighs> and it's awesome. like the fallen hero. Or something. Like it, it. Like the box says something. Night. Like but the blurb yeah. was dead Optimus Prime. Yeah,
1: <laughs> who <laughs> wants that on their shelf? What kills me is like, do it seems so obvious to me that it's just the first five episodes, like they're exactly you know, obviously the story's going to evolve <laughs> and he's gonna be a part of the series. That's yeah, so stupid.
0: What it, what it I liked most about it was it felt like it blended all the mythology from every different point from the mini comics, from the newer cartoon, from yeah. all the unreleased action figures but they also continued the characters had the essence that they had uh in the filmation series like they got who the characters were and it was like it felt like a continuation of that and that and that aspect like i didn't feel like anything was out of character
2: i was surprised i just saw the first one i haven't finished it yet but uh i was like I thought it, you know, especially with Kevin Smith being involved, I thought it was going to be aimed at us. I thought it was going to be violent and, you know, a bunch of hardcore anime looks and stuff. But it was like, you know, Cringer was silly and there's all kind of, you know, Orko made some jokes. Like it felt the it had the same flavor as the originals. Yeah, and it confirms Moss Man smells like pine, which was very important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, and in a roundabout way, like I. I don't know if this is in D and D terms, but it was almost like it was a side quest. Like, yeah, man, is the main okay. quest, and like we're going off to the side adventure to.
1: Well, it's like better... a pretty pretty integral side quest? Well, well save but you know the original
3: series. You know, I I had I had was re- have been reading a lot a lot of reviews on it and stuff here this week, and you know a lot of those characters that I remember as being, oh, they were the master they were prominent characters like that were, you know, in a whole bunch of episodes, totally weren't you know, Mechaneck was like in, in Buzz Off, I think they were like in three episodes a piece. so, m- you know I have most of these memories from probably just watching the same reruns over and over and over again and having the oh, toy totally. figure and playing with it all the time but the truth is they weren't in the show that much. It was pretty much man at arms, Tila, Skeletor, he man, you know, beast man, you, that basic crew of characters. And a lot of times these, you know, the ones we remember weren't actually in the show that much or at all. Like we said. Um, but I thought the writing, Lena, was,
1: what I was just going to say, like Lena had and yeah, Mark Hamill were just oh they were incredible. great. Stephen Which Root so was a cringer. I thought he, yeah, yeah. you know, the voice. Yeah, was I watched di- that. Yeah, well, there was a. There's also a bonus episode there on Netflix for talking to some of the voice actors yeah. and things. Like, yeah,
3: know. I thought it was great. I thought the writing was actually really good. Um, there was one Orco quote I had to actually I had to go back and look up that i just thought i thought man that, that's
1: that's pretty something good something i will never do look up a workout <laughs> quote i couldn't even it, honestly before this every time i've ever seen that character i'm always like is that guy from like ghostbusters or something <laughs> like like he's just like i never know what that is from mm-hmm. and was, then when i realized it's masters of the universe i think man that's live, that's after the they jumped the shark or something you know right it just well, seemed like no. the wrong character. He was didn't always match. there from day one. He was
3: always there. He, um,
0: he's the jester.
3: Yeah, he was the court jester. He was from a different dimension. The, uh, he, he's a trollin And um, originally his name was going to be like Gorbo or something. But Filmation, the animation was so, you know, un- had to be so under budget that they changed it to Orko because the G, instead of having that O on his, you know, his costume, it would have been a big G and they couldn't have reversed it. And Uh, they would have had to do way more animation cells. So they changed it to Orko. So it would just be an O that would work no matter which way you, uh, you turn the cell and they can reuse. I
1: have more respect for that. And
2: that's (laughs) what fans cling to so hard like a show the people making it didn't give a crap about. <laughs> right. Because the... defined people's lives where they will they will just
3: It was just about selling toys. That's all it was. That's that was the whole point. But I'm gonna read this quote from Orco in the show real quick because I, I really I thought it was good writing. Um at one point he's, the voice. He, and I'm not yeah, I'm do not doing the voice. Okay, well
1: <laughs> do it do it like read it like George Luke. <laughs> <laughs> He, he said, <laughs> <laughs> "On it, do it." I spent years fighting
0: alongside Eternia's greatest warriors, and now I forget more than I remember. Uh, all my memories just blur together. So he said, "If, if you're going to lead the life of, the an, adventurer of an adventurer, under, you, you might, might want to keep a keep journal, journal.
3: Write, write down, down everything, everything you do, you ever do even, even the silly stuff that you think that is you think forgettable, because, because when, when the adventures are over." Are over That's That's all all you're left left with with. good Good friends friends and happy memories. memories. And that just wrapped up like my whole little kid, he man experience. Like that's so was did such a good job of describing the whole thing, the whole universe for me. And my experience with it was I, like I said, I didn't remember every detail. I just remembered how much fun, I had with those toys and Grayskull and Snake Mountain. And when I was a little kid, I used to go to my grandmother's every day. And my mom had a little Honda scooter she rode around town. And we would load up. Remember that. <laughs> we would load up all these He-Man figures and Castle Grayskull and like bungee cord it down to the back of that thing. And off to Granny's house I went every single day.
0: Two things that I have to say about this show is one, I love the animation for Tila because they made her like an athlete's body. Like it wasn't like a dainty fe- feminine figure, like she actually had muscles on her and you know, she was
1: it's a man at arms.
0: Yeah, she was man. a man at arms.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the gun show. Yeah.
0: And two, um you would only catch us if you watched the whole thing, but there's a device that they pull out when they're in pre-eternia that uh, Prince Adam and Tila ride on and does anyone catch what those are
3: you talking about the silver discs
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah. I mean I knew that had to be from the original go ahead no it's not from the original it's from the Masters of the Universe the movie that is what they rode on
1: yes Oh,
3: okay. Yes, that and is right. I did not put that, that is together,
0: a, and that is a deep pull. Like I don't know how many people. I mean, it definitely felt
1: like a. We're putting this in here as a shout out to mm-hmm. something. I just didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's that's a, cool. That's a, that's a good call. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they executed well. It's just like we want to get all this stuff in that people want to see. Plus, it looks great. Plus, yeah. it's a good story. And the music was just, great for it. Do like it the, for GI Joe. Are they doing something for GI Joe like this? Because this is exactly what I want. I want this in <laughs> GI Joe. <laughs> they have uh,
3: they there's been an announcement that there's a GI Joe new series coming out next year. Um, I don't know who's doing it. Um, I assume it's you know Hasbro has yeah. the say in it, but I don't know who. Man, who I would love
1: them. this kind of yeah uh feel. Absolutely. Definitely. Better not be
2: about a lady J.
1: Oh. oh God!
2: Odin
3: <laughs> doesn't like a lady J. Oh, it's already—they've <laughs> ruined it already. <laughs> Cover Girl better not be, be all it'll be butch. She or her, Jay. <laughs> so. All right. So, anything else on Master of the Masters of the Universe Re- Revelation? Anybody got anything else? You anywhere? mean uh,
0: the the He Man Power Hour?
3: Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, baby. I hope they bring Shira in with in, in at some point. That would be.
0: I will say I did like how King Randor still came off very aloof. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was great. Clueless. It, yeah. That it was. It's awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Screw the fanboys.
3: <laughs> and, and it's so funny that, like we said, they're criticizing. You know, Kevin Smith, like the ultimate fanboy. And, and they're just hating all over him for it. So anyways, a couple other cartoons, guys, I watched um, real quick. HBO Max. I uh, watched the first episode of Jellystone, which is an updated Hanna-Barbera. And I mean, like, a lot of Hanna-Barbera characters. Uh, hey, boo-boo! Yeah. Yogi Boo-boo. Um, what was the girl bear's name? Cindy? whatever yep. her name, uh, it's Huckleberry Hound, Grape Ape, uh, I can't believe Aug-
1: I didn't see anything Augie about it. Doggy,
3: um, gosh, you name it. They're There's in, they're thrown in, in there. there. What's that? Snagglepuss? Yes. Yes. Um, only watched the first episode, but he is in, in that first episode. Uh, the animation style, I'm not a fan of. Um, oh, yeah. first few minutes, I was just, I like, I was not into it. Um, but by the end of the episode, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. All right. It took me a minute, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little different flavor, um, from the 19, you know, sixties to eighties stuff we grew up with. But, um, it was kind of cool to see those characters back and interacting and and just kind of being, it's, it's very silly and goofy. Um, the first, the very first episode, Yogi, the the Jellystone is like the town they live in. So like Huckleberry Hound is the mayor, and um, Touche Turtle is the sheriff. Yogi and the bears are they like their doctors work at the hospital. So Cindy, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the so Sin- <laughs> park cliff I, cliff Cliff does not watch hospital shows or cop shows I know so how are you I, it? I should not be into this uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in the very first episode the first segment it's featured in the hospital and Cindy gives yogi a nuclear oh my god oh sorry a nuclear stomach so he will never he can eat all the picnic baths yes as he, he wants. can eat as much it. as he wants it will never itself. be full Which, which means he instantly, he's, he's completely hungry and he eats everything and everybody, all the other characters. He eats them. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, it's, it's a little different. Um, you know, I, I kinda, it, it reminds me a little bit of those new Mickey Mouse shorts that came out several years ago now, um, that my, that the kids love. So I'm sure the kids will love this too if they sit down and watch it and and watch it long enough to because they're not going to know these characters, um, it's going to be all new to them. So
1: I was like Huckleberry Hound and you know those guys. Great ape. It's got great ape in great, it. Great ape, great ape. <laughs> so yeah,
3: so Stuff. I watched that um, HBO Max. You can watch Jellystone. I watched another show last night. Watched uh, I think a couple episodes. This new new show called The Prince that's animated, based on the uh, the the British royal family. Um, I didn't care so much. it. Yeah, the central character is like, um, is is Prince, will is it Prince William's son Harry, the little kid. He's kind of he's very spoiled and it's very crude, vulgar humor. I, it just wasn't for me. Jellystone was yeah. better, guys.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, I believe that. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't think you mentioned it. Um, Transformers rolled out the, well, Netflix rolled out the third part of the trilogy. Nice. Which is yeah, Kingdom. Nice. Uh, they rolled it, it out? They rolled it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Where are your intruders?
1: Failure is quite impossible This golden disc has given me untold advantage The things I could accomplish now
0: Possibilities us. So I was,
3: Beast. Uh, what was that called originally? Beast uh, Beast Wars.
0: Beast Wars. Yeah. And then Beast Machines the final season. Okay. Uh which has its own complete cult following just like us G1ers. Um because there was there's a lot of upset speaking of fandom of we we get introduced to the Maximals and the Predacons mm-hmm. and and because in the original Beast Wars, since they were, like, in prehistoric times, we couldn't figure out where the timeline was. And and eventually they alluded to it, it was the future and that the Autobots and the Decepticons were the past. So in in the very first episode, this takes up. It's where the Ark has crashed into the volcano side of the mountain. Right. Just like where, you know, G1 takes off. but. Yeah. We find out you know we're introduced again to the maximals and predacons and they have the autobots and decepticons have traveled to the future and the the big reveal is we find out that uh optimus when he got rid of the all spark um, from the the first part um it was never found and then they're in that that timeline of basically optimus screwed everyone Hmm. And they're trying to figure out what their next. Well, I, I've only watched the first episode, but okay. uh, it, it's it was pretty good. It was it was neat. Um, so we
3: have we have regular Optimus Prime, right? Yep. And then we have Optimus Primal.
0: Primal, yeah. And they're both Optimus in this Primal. as
3: separate characters.
0: Yes, okay. he, he, they're Optimus Primal is the evolution of Optimus Prime, and megatron is the evolution of megatron don't ask me why there's no change there <laughs> well he was megatron
3: then he was galvatron and then he goes yeah megatron. oh yeah.
0: well and galvatron plays into this too somewhere along the lines and uh we get a little unicron even so oh, wow. it, it's it's hit it's hitting all the bases mm-hmm. um but the the fan outcry is the the voices don't match up with the characters which i had kind of said with the the first part of it i was a little thrown off and a lot of the the beast war fans like the the voices aren't coming close to the original Hmm. ones Hmm. but i mean so far it seems good
3: i'll watch it i'm sure uh oh oh there it is yeah baby Ah,
0: I'm back in the theater.
3: Yeah, we're looking at the uh, the reaction figure of Optimus Prime here in the uh, the all grayed out. Fallen
1: dead. leader.
3: Fallen leader. <laughs> I, can
2: I can put, can put, put
0: remember dead guy
3: on there. <laughs>
2: the, the music Crime.
3: playing. Then Ultra Magnus. And now you
2: pity you Autobots die so easily or I might have a sense of
0: satisfaction now you got the chance! as the Matrix falls out yes, of his hands God, and goodness. Hot Rod catches it as he gives it to Ultra Madness I think,
1: it,
3: I think it's coming back out into theaters for like a week or two it, it is fa- it's
1: always one they of the Fathom it. events they yeah. do it all the time
0: i missed it last time i'm gonna to try to make make sure i do it this time yeah it's they like keep sep- doing it. september 25th and
1: 6th i think yeah oh. I, I just saw it the other day they announced it again Hmm. okay cool i've never seen it <laughs> oh
3: you never seen the movie uh-huh. well it's so funny because the you know as we were talking about masters of the universe and then somebody and the, michael brought up or whoever brought up the uh the original transformers movie there because I was that I've told this story on here before. I was that little kid that quit watching Transformers because I was, you know, traumatized in nineteen eighty five by, you know, all all of the characters being killed off, not realizing it's just Again to sell toys and corporate uh, greed. Yeah. <laughs> just like Disney. Right. So, but yeah, I was like, I don't like trans. I I went to the theater with my parents to see Transformers, the movie. And then I was just like, I don't like Transformers anymore. I'm done with that.
1: Sounds like (laughs) those people that quit watching Game of Thrones when Ned died. Right, right.
0: Well, you got to remember, thanks to Optimus Prime dying, Duke did not die in the G.I. Joe
1: movie. And that's all that matters. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And that is backed up by Kapow history. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All
3: right. Um. So what else we got there? Well, Ma- Michael, what
1: do well, you? I, eat? I, I, I watched uh, something. Let's see here. Um. Michael, I I put I sent out the bat signal earlier, and I I I just said corn pudding. And I knew, if anybody knew, I knew if anybody knew what I was talking about, they'd answer. If anybody answered the signal, and, and he appeared on the rooftop next to me. <laughs> uh, Schmigadoon. Born Cliff. Apple why Plus. are you watching this? I just why is it not it. your favorite show yet?
3: I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to slog through that physical show. Oh yeah, I've,
1: I I, I do not the last like. Of <laughs> yeah, I I haven't watched the last couple episodes at least. But, but then
3: Ted, they also dropped Ted Lasso, so I watched yeah, the first all, I, episode. I was getting
1: of that. to that. Yeah they, yeah, they had there's two episodes of that now. I watched them and I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch up on the schmigat it Yeah, and it's it's Cecily Strong and Keenan Michael Key. Isn't mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah, um, this this is the perfect venue for him. Mm. It this the he, I mean he's just perfect for it because basically what it is they're they are a couple that is you know just going through those the slump or whatever and are they sp- supposed to be together or not and they end up going on some retreat basically in the first episode and get sidetracked in the forest to some magical land hmm and it's so funny because it's just like they're they're in this lane where it's they're basically they're in a music and, like, everybody's mm. singing to him. The cast is... I can't get over how many times I'm like, oh, my gosh, that person's in it. And that per- Like, you don't even really notice at first. But... We're talking, like, the heyday of musicals. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's just so well done, because it's not exactly what you think it is. as it, And they... And you know that they're going to get caught up in it at some point, but... He plays it so he does not like musicals and he's just so good at making the comment to point out that what they're singing about is ridiculous <laughs> he'll be like no that's not <laughs> how it goes it's like because they're like in the old it's a, everything's like an olden time you know thinking process and things like that but i really don't want to spoil too much of it but it's it's really good it's a very oz you know, mm. Wizard of Oz type yeah. feeling. You know, just where you go to that other land, and, and uh,
3: I'm sure I'll circle around to it. I just haven't gotten there yet. I was late yeah. on Ted Lasso too. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I saw Keegan on a talk show describing that his his role. He says the best acting he's ever done. And he said
1: <laughs> because I love musicals.
2: He's like every <laughs> every take. He would be tapping his foot or bobbing. It. And they're like, stop it! You hate this.
1: Yeah. Like, dang it. <laughs> and they'll just be like tr- talking and the people around them are have made it into a song like they're singing and every time they speak it's part of the song like it's <laughs> it's good it's good it's very well done and uh it gets i would say it gets better every episode so far i it does i've watched the the fourth one all the way through but it co- coming out mm-hmm. weekly which i want to point out i love i i love hating bleeding cool and they got totally ratioed this week on Twitter because they came out with some article saying, uh, if you're going to be a streaming service, you need to drop all your episodes at once because that's how it's done and all this. And Ev like to a person, every person sa- yeah. was like, you are wrong. Yeah. You're totally wrong. Like this is what makes this feel TV feel different than movies. And we like to, have water cooler talk and right. you know build up to it and then we don't have to keep worrying about spoiling people and all this it's just like it's so much better like this Mo- I I think and it seems like most people think and they just they just totally they got so few likes but like a million quote retweets telling them they were wrong and I loved it the other thing that feels like Oz to me is Kevin f- himself I excellent show I I think I'm an episode ahead of you guys, so I'm not gonna spoil yeah, it.
2: Yeah, the, the last episode hasn't aired on normal AMC
0: yet.
1: Yeah. The yeah, I have AMC Plus, so it's I've seen the seventh episode and they finally had that perfect moment. Like they because I I, I was thinking of Oz because of these other shows and I, I thought how much this feels like when you go into that sitcom part of it it's it's supposed to be all colorful and happy but it's still it has that sinister feel and like there's something you know there's not great people involved and things and i just feel like one the episode was good but the very ending they went there with it like they they kind of it's not i'm not I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it's the best moment so far in the series. Is the very I, I
2: was still just a little wishy-washy on it; it hadn't quite won me over. I I have enjoyed what I watched, but I not enough to really recommend it or, or crow about it. But yeah, you know, I, yeah I, hopefully I, that this this last moment. I, helps
1: I me. yeah I I'm I definitely can't wait to see the, when you see the end of that episode, like comment or something, because because I just think it was like it's, it was so neat and unexpected. It was totally unexpected. So that was cool. I don't think that's the final episode even. I think there's another episode in yeah. there. I think there's eight. Okay. It, doesn't, it did not feel like the end of the season. It felt like the penultimate episode. And I know that that's not the... That, that's usually the second to last episode. The one, the one thing
0: I was surprised <laughs> is... Where like when it's Kevin, it's the sitcom. But they also did that when it was was it Neil, like his yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, like they they also did that where when he was in it, it, it was the sitcom too. I, that's
1: my all That's not my only complaint, but my one main complaint about the show is I I don't think they play that out exactly right. Like yeah. at first, it seemed like it was only when Kev, when Kevin was there, it was sitcom. But then they haven't done. Du- they're they're a little loose with when it is one and when it's the other. I I, I wish they'd tighten up on it because it would be more effective. Hmm. But anyway, it's good. So what you guys? I agree. Watching?
0: Well, guys, you got to turn the lights down low for this one. Uh oh. Has anyone seen Mrs. Fletcher on HBO Max with the? luscious Catherine hahn <laughs> is there a new season now wait a minute have you guys talked about this before what are we talking am about? i have you no, guys this was, is this an old this show is,
2: yeah this, this is was is before Catherine hahn got super one, famous
0: probably. Yeah. yeah and i
2: am just finding
0: this yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> you're just finding this it's a great this is show. like years ago yeah Yo, like...
2: michael you've already ruined Superman Lois for me because every time Lana comes on the screen, I think about how sultry she is. <laughs> you called her sultry. I was like, how descriptive. So now every time I see Catherine Hahn, I'm going to think, is she
0: very luscious?
3: <laughs> no, no. Well, this is, it's a re- have you watched the whole season, Michael?
0: I'm not through it all yet, okay. but all right. I just was, kind of vegging out the other day and i didn't feel so good and i just saw that and i was like oh it looks all right and then i was like watching i was like okay this is very sexual this is not what i thought this show was yeah it, and i was like oh this is interesting
3: yeah seth and i know <laughs> uh we we both then watched he turned this. down the lights yeah he, he got <laughs> uh but yeah we 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 talked very briefly i think about this show um we both really liked liked it it. yeah we both really liked it um she was excellent in it um it's got a good cast you know for some unknowns in there and um it's i forget how many episodes it is but um i
1: think it it, wasn't very long no it wasn't
3: very long i think it came out this must have been a 20 is this a
1: 2019 show maybe at the at the latest, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was 2018, 20, maybe. I don't
3: know. But yeah, it, it you're right though. I mean, it, it's very good. Um, and I would, you know, if anybody hasn't seen it, and I would tell you, yeah, definitely watch it till the end. I think it is coming back for a season two. I think it's just been slowed because of the pandemic and stuff. And of course, she had Wandavision. What you know, she's in a million things anyways. But but um, yeah, Catherine. Uh, she plays a uh, a mom of uh of a kid that's going to, getting ready to go to college. She works at a uh like a nursing home, um assisted living type care place, and uh, and has you know there's a lot of stress and a lot to deal with that, and and you know watching people oh. at
0: yeah, I like I like the the story structure of it of how basically you know as your kids are growing they're your world, they're your life. And then it's kind of like when they're no longer around, right. Who are you?
3: (laughs) You have to go find, you know, go find yourself, go find a life again. And, uh, and that's pretty much what it is. It's her, it's her, you know, reaching out, trying to find new people, new friends. She's divorced, I think. And she found some, yeah, Yeah. she found some. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, keep watching it. Um, definitely. But yeah, Yeah. it's, it's it's older than you think it is. Let's put it that way.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, all right. We can turn the lights back up. All right. <laughs> oh my God! Put some yep. pants on.
3: Speaking speaking, Michael, of things that have been out for a little while, I've I've been waiting to talk. Uh, just hear what you thought about Working Mom season five.
0: Oh, like I binge watched that when it came out. Yeah, me too. Um, it was really good. I'm trying to remember. The, it was really this, good.
3: Yeah. So this is when um, uh. The secondary, the best friend character, uh she has to move her family to yeah. yeah, to a different city. And she uh, hates it. Yeah, she hates it and they kind of focus in on her. She gets in involved with, you know, the group of moms who, you know, they're just <laughs> they have a lot to be desired. They're they're, they're yeah. just stay at home moms that, you know, get drunk and high every day <laughs> because there's nothing else for them to do. And um, how horrible person people they are. And uh, I
0: was actually surprised of how it, it ended on such a good note
3: for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah.
0: Um of course I mean there's the one nasty friend that finds out the guy she's dating is bi and she like tries to be okay with it. And I hate that she's character. all oh she's she's so nasty.
3: This is the Asian girl who was okay yeah. in season one, but ends up getting divorced very early on in the show, and then they just try and branch like one season they almost completely dropped her, and then they keep. I thought she to, was gone. Yeah, they keep trying to insert her back in, into the into these seasons, and she's just she's terrible. Like, why is she? Why do you keep putting her on this show? It's it, the the storyline is crap. She's a horrible person, and and I just don't. Every time she comes on there, I'm like, well, let's you know. Time to yeah. get up and get a drink or a snack or fast forward through her part because I don't give two craps about anything that happens to her. So
0: But yeah, it was it was I'll it was it was good. Like I'm trying to think the character's names. Like I like the main character she kind of rose with her like graphic design yeah, marketing business and
3: um Ivan Reitman's daughter, um, is it Catherine Raymond? Does that sound right? Anyways. But she's the creator of the show. She um uh, I think she's more, I mean, she's still the star, but she, she has less storyline as, as the years go on. Yeah. Um. So obviously she's involved with some other projects, but, but um. yeah, they're still very well up,
0: done and entertaining and yeah, it's, it's still funny. So and it kind of another show that's kind of like in that same vent vein. Have any of you guys watched, is it, uh, I think it's Kim's convenience store
3: i watched that's a another bit.
0: canadian show yeah it was another because bombs is canadian
3: yeah it, the canadian broadcasting network i think um and then it, they have sold those shows to netflix you know they've already aired in canada um before we see them but yeah and and i saw a lot of backlash on on kim's convenience when when it got canceled people were yeah like, the main
0: star that's in shang chi like mm-hmm. he he flipped out basically.
3: Yeah. And, and he plays a um an X Wing pilot in uh The Mandalorian. The, o- the old well, the older Yeah, guy. The, yes. the father. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, that's a good show too. I've watched I've watched a little bit of that. Um so it's good. Yeah. And last thing um I think most of us watch, maybe all of us, um I'm gonna bring up we were talking uh very briefly earlier about uh, HBO Max has a new documentary out called Woodstock 99 How are you guys doing
2: today? Welcome to Woodstock There is a sixth sense that you develop when you
0: spend your life going to venues Woodstock
1: baby I
0: can tell you a hundred feet away what the energy in that venue is going to be like It not your parents Woodstock. We got off the bus and I was like Something's not right. It was like thousand degrees. I think we should leave? So hot. Yeah. Water was four dollars a bottle, which is a ridiculous cost. The porta potties unusable. You had kids rolling around in what they thought was mud. In an environment where exploiting women, you could get away with it. You could feel something bubbling. <laughs> In pop culture, there's this dark energy coming from young white males that entertainment is perpetuating. You have a crowd who are excited, inebriated, and you give them a band to help them release that energy. <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen?
3: Um, just yeah, all, of kind of all of all earth.
2: Know, I was confused what this was. It's, uh, it's the first film to debut as part of Music Box a collection hmm. of documentary films created by Bill Simmons, who did the Andre the Giant thing. So it, it, it comes up on your app as a series. This says episode one, but it's it's a series of documentaries. So this okay. is just the first
3: one. That makes sense.
2: Uh, so yeah, this first one, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage is what it's called. Yeah,
3: we're, we're all of, uh, of the age that we... We have some memory of when this went down. The news stories, watching it, part, parts of it on MTV, and um, it, it it I just I loved it. It was so I was just like, of course, there's nostalgia for it for me, um, but just so interested in the in you know what really went on and hearing that you know that that first person account um, from a bunch of people and a bunch of different sides, because I mean, Hey, these promoters were like, they're, they're going to get, you know, to their dying day, they're going to hold on to their narrative that, yeah, that it that, was everybody else's fault. So
2: that one promoter is like, is he going to watch this and see how he comes across? Cause I, it was, he came across bad.
3: Somebody should make him sit down and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause
2: he, it's, it's Fred Durst's fault. It's his, right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, What's this his? Limp Biscuits' fault because they sang a song about breaking stuff. It's the women's fault for not wearing enough clothes. What do they expect? They're yeah. going to get assaulted. And then it was MTV's fault because they reported it bad. Right. They didn't say all the nice things we did and all the <laughs> fires that weren't set. It's like this guy was just on the wrong side of every argument trying yeah. to save his uh, reputation in the view of it. But th- there's no saving it. It was, no. it was a disaster.
0: I I was happy, like seeing where, like uh, I think it was like the lead singer of the Offspring was like, "Hey guys, don't grope women."
3: Yeah, yeah, at yeah when it happened back then, he yeah when they went on stage and he was like, you know, knock it out. But yeah, uh, you know, it it, it touches a little bit on the original Woodstock and the peace, love,
2: and music and all that stuff, and then how that is sort of only seen in rose colored glasses like there, there were you know the, the original woodstock wasn't perfect but it has become idealized over the years and so it's a mixture of wanting to recapture that and make a whole lot of money off of it as well Right. so to corporatize this baby boomer peace, ideal love. of peace and love and then slap a bunch of logos on it and make money and it sort of worked in 94 which yeah. I remember all those visuals of yeah. the mud.
1: Nine-inch.
2: Nine-inch nails covered mm. in mud and all that stuff. And that that, and again, that's just, hey, the original Woodstock, they all got muddy, so we got to get muddy. So yeah. it's just sort of...
3: But five years what, later, it wasn't mud. It was just shit. Sewer. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Overflowed uh, yeah, receptacles. But yeah, I mean, so it, it wasn't organic at all. It was all planned. And the people went there like, we're going to be hedonistic and do a bunch of drugs and, and meet women and like... It, and and then they mixed it in you know it wasn't bob dylan yeah. and and you know the birds it was corn rage rock. against the machine metallica yeah. kid rock the the biggest bands of that era were the very aggressive mm. new metal rap influenced like hardcore yeah. stuff and the crowds that attracted again i don't blame the artists for this but like the the the, the sort of person that's attracted to that was that affluent suburban white man in his early twenties who had to rage against the machine. What, what, what is there to rage against in the nineties? The nineties were pretty great. Like we didn't have these issues, but we still had this rage that just had to go somewhere and it ended up going very, very badly.
3: Well, and it's, so you know, this came out in of course today's political climate and I'm watching it and I'm like halfway through it and I'm like, Oh my God. These idiots were watching, you know, just hurt each other, tear everything apart at this concert venue or this series um, event. Are the same idiots today that you know we're we're still having problems with with their white privilege and, and their you know just angry aggressiveness constantly everything is the end of the world that we constantly are talking about it's just i was just like oh my god this is where it came from (laughs) yeah because they're
2: all in their 40s and
3: 50s now right
2: but yeah like you said i remember this playing out on mtv and talking about it my my only real memory of it was that it was a thousand degrees and they were charging a bunch of money for water. I remember that being like the scandal yeah, was, of like these, this corporate greed. They're yeah. charging these kids for water. So they of course they're going to burn stuff down, but there's obviously a lot more to it than that.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I remember uh, like watching on MTV cause I, at once upon a time I did watch a lot of MTV. I think we all did, did but <laughs> I can, I can remember like the, the news anchors or whatever there that were on the ground, like, we're having aggressiveness like, uh, Carson Daly getting stuff thrown at home. And I mean, I, I can, I can remember that. Well, they, even, they well. even
3: showed a clip of like Kurt Loder on the air and he's like, yeah, yeah. it's really bad. We are leaving <laughs> like <laughs> before we get killed. So, but yeah, just, but, um, I mean,
2: but MTV is not innocent in that as like, oh, they, no. they made, they market it as come on down and get crazy everybody it's yeah. it's you know it's woodstock 99 so they
3: they helped market it into what it became but i you know regardless of of how you feel about all of that um man it was really cool watching some of that concert footage and and those acts that you know i haven't listened to forever or haven't seen forever i was just like and you know, Alicia and I are watching it and we watched part of it and the kids were kinda in and walking in and out of the room and, and watching bits and pieces and and just kind of marveling at it and we were like, Yeah, this is like totally what we listened to back then. This was this was the scene back then. Uh, yeah. you know. So yeah, I, I no
2: agree that kid. I don't have any like I don't have any you know, nostalgia for corn. Yeah. yeah that footage of like the crowd just like undulating up and down like thousands and thousands of people just in tune with this music I was like yeah. holy cow there, there were good parts about it too obviously but yeah yeah it was it was
1: it was something else
2: it was something else i i thought the documentary was really well put together by tying all these threads together and tying in the the, the misogyny and the stuff that that you know, it, this was 20 years ago. It's a different era. Well, no, it's all still going on today. So it it did a it very a, good job of not pointing fingers, but just kind of laying it all out there that all, of of everything that's uh, still relevant.
1: I heard it turned into a little bit of an advertisement for Coachella there at the end. Is that yeah. true?
2: That was weird. It's like it here's did. a concert that did it right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's <laughs> probably part by, Made by the owners of Coachella. <laughs>
0: And that's, like, that's such a weird time period, too, because, like, talking about the culture at the time, like, it was cool to wear T-shirts that, like, you're basically just sponsoring products. Like, I can remember, like, Cheerios or Reese's or, like, just regular shirts that had, like, just logos on them Mm -hmm. of, like, brand name food or, like, all kinds of weird stuff that was, like, popular around that time. That makes no sense at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it certainly was a strange, um, you know, a, a new part in, in my life because, you know, I, I graduated in high school in 1997. So I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm like 20 years old when the, when this is going on or somewhere right around there. And, um, you know, you're trying to figure out how to be an adult and, and stuff. And, and yeah, it, it it just brought back. I had a a lot of stuff that for me that I probably don't think much about that period of time in my, in my life. So, you know, right before we, we had kids, um, and got married and all that stuff. So yeah, it was a, it, it was an interesting time. So.
0: There was a lot of bucket hats.
3: <laughs> there was a lot
0: of bucket hats. Yes.
3: <laughs> so many
2: funny. future mailmen in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah how how was Michael how was Michael not there? That's the question.
0: Michael was poor and broke and working at a pizza parlor at the mm. actually actually I think I was working at Papa John's around that time. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole
2: other aspect of it. Of like, you had to spend a ton of money to go. It was about like we're angry youth. And we're gonna spend thousands of dollars to show you how angry we yeah. are. At like yeah. Rock the system, man. Here's here's my credit card. It's <laughs> it's, it's a weird, yeah. It's, it's a very strange mix of corporate and uh, anarchy.
3: So that's uh yeah that's kind of all I brought to the table for this. That's that's pretty much everything I've been watching, guys.
1: Uh, the la- one thing I would say was uh I I got Paramount Plus for this. Big Brother stuff, and they had Quiet Place Two on there. It was pretty good.
3: Uh, yeah, Cooper saw that, and uh, he he was telling me how great it was. Uh, when you know, like the next day after he'd seen it in the theater, and I think I assume that's where he saw it. So I don't even know, but yeah, he he was like, "Oh, this is this is
1: the best." Uh, first one's better, but the but it was a suitable sequel. Hmm. Was good. It was good enough. Sure thing.
0: That's how we like
1: it. Other than that, it was pretty much exactly what you think it would be. But it was um, good. of course,
2: uh, Beastmaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys
3: watch how, Beastmaster. How many? How many of you went went and watched Beastmaster this week? I did not.
1: I'm still scared <laughs> from watching it as a kid.
2: And I have to say, for someone who said Goonies doesn't hold up as an '80s movie,
1: yeah. I don't think, I'm sure Beastmaster doesn't <laughs> either.
3: Yeah, trying to connect the dots on that plot line is nearly
1: impossible.
3: <laughs> and it I has... got to admit
2: the end the end was pretty good. Like yeah. the action and stuff, like the big the big final thing with the the moat trying to keep yeah. some moat on fire, like that the ending scenes were pretty strong <laughs> as far as like a fantasy action movie, but the first Nine tenths of it were not great. When
3: they when they light that moat on fire, like there was a massive explosion. Like it had a wide <laughs> shot, and I was like, "Holy crap!"
0: <laughs> but yeah, the hairs got changed
3: I learned. Um, I learned that the uh the the panther was actually a tiger. They dyed black.
2: Yeah, it looked um, like yeah. a painted yeah. tiger. Mm-hmm. That's
3: why. I was, and I also
2: funny. wondered how good these animal wranglers were to let this tiger just run around on set with all these extras and stuff like yeah i, I wouldn't be anywhere
0: near that set some right? people got mauled, <laughs> I'm sure you would
1: catch me anywhere near that set. <laughs> you could pay me to be a be beast master <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i still love it um but they needed a better editor on that movie cuz some of the shots are just they're absolutely ridiculous and the, and the cuts are terrible the transitions and
2: who thinks like squealing birds are cool? Like noises that birds make are not like heroic or exciting, yeah. but like to have him going ah, <laughs> like close-ups yeah. of these birds just squalling. It's like this yeah, that is not
3: scared good. me. Like, yeah, it's right. bad. It's and, real bad. And I had, and I'm
2: not even a trained professional bird squawker.
1: I I had comp- <laughs> <laughs> right. it was pretty good. I it was, I thought I was I thought there was a bird over at Jordan's house. <laughs>
3: i had for- completely forgotten it's how long since i've watched it about the uh the, the what are what are the guys the the mothmen or whatever they are the uh, uh, the faceless yeah. winged men like i was just like i completely forgot about that and i was like oh yeah i remember that scared me as a kid so you know, we can catch one of the be caught by one of those in the night, let me tell you, Just be a pile of a pile of gooey bones. I'm more scared of the guys in the leather jock straps who just <laughs> with the green
2: eyes. <laughs> I loved it.
3: Oh, Beastmaster, man.
2: Yeah, you missed our Beastmaster talk just a few episodes ago during the one job. Richard Donner one job. Or Richard Donner. Somehow we got them to talk about Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah. Richard
3: Donner has nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, up next, if I'm going to be on the lookout for Red Sonya, I need to watch Red Sonya now. So wow, get them
1: them all in. I do not like. Bridgie Nilsson, isn't that who played her? Yeah. That it? Yeah. Yeah. I never saw that. <sighs> I
3: I think his computer's probably uh about dead. Hi.
2: He either fell asleep or his computer fell asleep.
1: He was searching.
3: Right.
2: As always, for the illustrious Michael K. Easton, my name is Jordan Lowe.
1: I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye. Forever.